Well, hello there, friends and foes. Welcome to Whole and Some. Thank you for choosing to be here and spending time with me this Friday. If you're listening in real time, of course, I put up a, an episode every Friday and this is episode 56. It, it's a bit absurd to think how far I have come with this um, podcast and oh man, this is really cool. I think it's really cool. Thanks for being here. As you can tell, I'm a bit fluy. I've been nursing just a mild flu, really. Um, it probably sounds a bit worse than it really is. It hasn't been that crazy. Um, of course, I guess just the cold weather and uh, got exposed to a bit of cold. The other day I went out with my my colleagues and, you know, I think that's just what's up. But I, I generally am okay and I'm so grateful. Um, life Life's good. Life's good. Happy belated Valentine's Day um, to whoever it matters to. <laughs> and um, yeah, to whatever role you played this Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed. I think uh, something that is probably top of mind, aside from what I want to share um, on the episode today, is the fact that in the last couple of weeks, we have lost um, treasured people. Um, treasured people, especially in the Kenyan space, uh, people who um, have played a big role in their spheres. I'm talking about Kelvin Kiptum, the Kenyan long-distance runner who just passed away. Charles Ouda, unfortunately, also passed away. And um, just today, I was reading, I'm really sorry that I didn't get his name. Let me Google it. Uh, Kenyan athlete... Just today, I saw news in the morning that there's a another athlete who passed away. Just this morning. <sighs> trying to Google it and it's a bit hard because it's being overtaken by the Kelvin Kiptum story. But, I mean, I think for me, the only reason why I'm highlighting this is because when you see people young, vibrant, people who are what you would imagine at the peak of their lives passing on it really enlightens you to the reality of life just how death is closer than you think and it's um could come at any time and just how much you really are not in control of some things as much as you think you are and it's quite humbling so may their souls rest in perfect peace and um just in line with that i can probably talk about it deeper later but over time i have grown to to embrace that reality of death a bit more and what I can leave you with as food for thought is every second of your life that is past belongs to death every minute of your life that is past belongs to death um this one minute that has just passed of you listening to me is gone it's never gonna come back it belongs to the past now um it's in past tense so all this to say that you want to leave the present moment as consciously presently as possible because when it's gone it's gone um when you pass away uh we're gonna say you passed away at the age of whatever it may be say 63 so those 63 years that you live now belong to death. You're no longer here to live 63 years and one more day. So every moment, if you think about um, 
There's a psalm of David, there's a verse in the psalms where David says, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. And a simple translation to that would be, David is just trying to say, explanation rather not translation, is that he's trying to say, Lord, teach me how to live as if I know the day I will die. And that way I will be able to live more intentionally. I'll be able to live with more wisdom. I'll be able to live more presently. So I think that's just something to think about really, that... um. It's a bit scary to realize just how far out of control death can be. Um, but for as long as we have breath, we need to lift that breath up in praise and honor of God and lift that breath up to a life that is dignified, beautiful, glorious, and a life that can be celebrated, right? Anyway, switching gears. Um, first of all, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe from wherever you're listening from. And if you don't follow me, I am at Kairira Laura on Instagram. And I'm on Facebook as well. I'm on Twitter. And then um, whole and some underscore on Instagram is where you can find this podcast. It's just good to, to stay updated with new episodes and anything new happening in the podcast. You can find it on that page. And uh, before I go any further, I got some really sweet feedback this week. And I just want to read it out. I may not be able to read the message word for word because bits of it um, were a bit more personal. Um and I think it will also only be right if I just give this beautiful lady a sh- shout out. I do not know how to say your name, but your username is C-H-U-A-K-E-E-H. And you said, hey, Laura, I just want to appreciate you. I love your podcast. <laughs> I love how calm and authentic you are in every episode. Also, your vulnerability and honesty. Guys, am I vulnerable? <laughs> You lift and inspire me. Listening to you feels like I actually have a big sis, someone I can look up to. Oh, that's pressure, but thank you. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Um, Holland Sam got me through my last year of uni. It was crazy. Oh, I'm so glad I could be part of just something beautiful. Oh, I've ended up reading the whole message anyway, by the way. It's not as, as personal as I thought, because it says, the rest of it says, I remember something you said in one of your episodes that really stood out for me, that I'm not a document that needs plagiarism check yo that was really awesome especially because i was working on my project and then the lecture was no joke also because i struggle with self-esteem and doubt god bless you keep going love 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 oh you're so sweet thank you for sending me that feedback thank you for for vibing with me and it gives me so much joy so 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 much joy diving right into it um today i want to talk about something that's sort of just on the back of what I shared last week about self-honor. It may relate, it may not relate, but why I say it's on the back of it is because it's in the process of talking about self-honor that I I thought to talk about this as well. Um, and if I'm being truly honest, and maybe this is what p- people mean when they say that I'm vulnerable, yeah, I, I tend to be... I, I sort of just feel like I am who I am and... I, 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 I don't have any intention and pressure or need to pretend to be anything else or to 
force myself to be anything else, especially if it's not a matter of like being morally on the wrong. So I am just honest about how I feel about things or how I think about things, but I'm also open to learning other ways of seeing things and approaching things. And so I'll be truly honest here and say that sometimes I know or I feel that I can easily sound like I'm just a head above the clouds kind of person, like just like woo-wooing this life, you know, like earth? are you really here on this earth going through the realities and everything? But I'm not going to lie to you guys. Everything I share, I share from that place of this thing has worked for me and it's the thing that's actually keeping me going in this very hard earth, you know, in this very difficult earth. So it's easy for me to sound head above the clouds with this and possibly many other things I share on this podcast. It's easy for me to sound maybe detached or like, um, yeah, detached or just like, uh, there's no other word to put it, just head above clouds. And I think by the way, I think my brain is also having a flu because I'm uh, my mind is thinking quite slowly. <laughs> Um, but I mean, generally, I have come to see the immense benefit of radical optimism, as I'd call it, like I'm a highly optimistic individual. I see life from an optimistic lens. I see life from a trusting lens. I see life from a positive lens. And that's the heart, heart of what I want to share today. Um, and I'm going to call it a trust meter. My trust meter is quite high. Um, and I'm hoping that by sharing this episode, I'm also going to help you raise your trust meter a bit more. And hopefully, you'll be able to see how that can work for you. So what exactly am I talking about? Let's just, again, define trust just by dictionary definition. Trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. The belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. So trust is really about what you believe. What do you believe at the end of the day? You cannot believe that I'm a bad person and trust me. You cannot believe that I am dishonest and trust me. So what do you believe about as, about people? What do you believe about life? What do you believe about a certain tribe? What do you believe about a certain race? Because what you believe determines how you trust and approach interactions with that particular thing or person. And I think where I'm coming from with this or where I'm trying to, what I'm trying to shape this conversation around is how you believe things and how they impact how you approach said thing, right? So belief is, the thing about belief is that in every situation you you actually have a variety of options in what you choose to believe about situations, about people, about God. Like, nobody can shove a belief down your throat, really. At the end of the day, it is a very personal thing, and it's also a very um, nuanced thing, and it's something that you also sort of have to be intentional about and honest with yourself about your beliefs. So let me just give classic examples, right? Um, some cultures believe women are less than right? That women are inferior and an inferior gender. That belief impacts how they treat women and how they, they trust women and how they approach women. Some cultures believe that, let me come to Kenya. Um, some, we have different beliefs and ideologies around different tribes, right? So if you believe 
and guys i'm not slandering it's just an example <laughs> if you believe um kikuyu women cannot cook then it's going to be very hard for you to trust a kikuyu woman to cook for you or you're going to put the threshold for how much how good a kikuyu woman's food would be to you if you believe that women are romantic a woman can be manipulating you from here to venus but you are just stuck there because you're like, this is the best romanticism I can ever get in my life. <laughs> if you believe that uh, Kenya is such a terrible country to live in and it's so horrible and the taxes are high and whatever and whatever, no matter what, you're, you're going to find it so difficult to live in Kenya, to exist in Kenya as a happy Kenyan. You're going to always be stuck on how you need to move out of Kenya. You need to find another country to live. And there's, there's always something better than Kenya for you. So the thing about belief here is that there's an interesting way in which belief does not necessarily match logic. Belief can be very statistically wrong logically wrong but it's still a belief because it's true to you so logically you might find that actually in reality um not all kamba women or men speak in a high-pitched voice you might find statistically 40 percent of them do but because we have this ideology around how kamba people speak you hear anybody speaking a high-pitched voice and you're like that's a kamba or that's a kissy because also kisses are quite and i'm speaking about this as a kissy myself <laughs> so belief can be a bit illogical sometimes belief and that's why i have to put this in here that's why if you're a christian if you're a believer in jesus christ in the reason christ a believer in god spirituality is quite absurd because in many ways, spirituality does not make logical sense. Belief is quite crazy. So, did you think, do you think that belief is more about, like you have control over what you believe? Do you think that there is room to adjust your beliefs? Do you think that there is a place to say that, okay, um, because I desire this outcome out of this situation, I can adjust what I choose to believe about this thing and maybe I could experience something different out of it. Do you think you can change your beliefs or do you just prefer or think it's it only works to be rigid about something, that it can only be this way and nothing else? I personally think that beliefs are adjustable. And the reason why I think beliefs are adjustable and the reason why I think beliefs are so important is because if you have read the, the, the book called The Secret, um, there's a time where there was so much hype about that book. I think there still is hype about that book because it talks about the law of attraction. I think that that book is the premise of the law of attraction, which is um, about how positive thoughts and actions reap positive rewards and vice versa. So positive thoughts and actions re- reap positive results. Negative thoughts and actions re- reap negative results. So what that says is that Whatever you be, if you believe positively about something, about someone, about a situation, then you are going to get something good out of it. And if you believe negatively out of it, no matter how good that thing is, it will never be a, a positive experience to you because you do not believe positively around it. And I think that's also the premise of manifestation. Manifestation is a highly spiritual concept, right? Even 
um, Jesus taught about manifestation. He said, um, all you need is to have faith in the mustard seed. And you can say to this mountain, move, and it will move. And there are many other instances that Jesus um, talks about how whatever you believe. Actually, let me read you a verse. I think um, it is uh, Matthew 17. Let me start with Matthew 9. Matthew 9 is about this woman who had the issue of blood. This woman said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Yani, this woman, she was in the midst of her pain. She told herself that all I need to do is touch his cloak and I will be healed. And that's exactly what she experienced. Her experience was in line with her measure of belief. And what did Jesus turn and say to her? He said, take heart. Your faith has healed you. And she was healed immediately in that moment. Your faith has healed you. Your belief has brought you what you desire. Let me go to Matthew 17. Matthew 17. Verse 20 to 21. He replied, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Um, I think belief sets a foundation of trust and I think with this I have set the foundation of maybe the heart of what I want to share today and on that note time for health check Welcome to Health Check with me, your personal nutritionist just checking on you. And today is straight up and simple. I want to talk about something that is so, so important. And I think it's a, a, a very necessary reminder for all of you who are out there trying to work around healthier habits, whether it's in your, in your dieting or in, in your dieting, how you eat or in your exercise or in your lifestyle, whatever it may be. You see, doing like an average kind of workout, let's say 15 to 20 minutes a day for a whole year is actually better than doing an intense one-hour workout, lifting heavy weights in the gym uh, thrice a month or, you know, a few times a year. In short, what I'm saying is consistency is more important and better than intensity when it as it pertains to working out as it pertains to a healthy lifestyle you would rather be consistent in the little ways every single day than expecting or waiting on big lump sum moments of or or bouts of energy or bouts of attention to put into something You'd rather maintain an average diet for a year than go on a strict diet. Every few weeks, you're on a super, super strict diet. And then the reason why this is so important is because oftentimes when you do that strict restriction, you often tend to fall back, like slide back directly into like the other extreme. Let me give you a personal example. The other day, 
um i did a fast it was oftentimes when i do a fast i always attach a spiritual aspect to it even if i'm fasting i think fasting is generally very spiritual by the way because moderation is a spiritual concept yeah um cuz fasting is just a moment to like um de- restrict yourself of certain things so that you can focus your energy on what matters more and on a spiritual angle that would be your relationship with god but one of my goals with that fasting is because like i had really 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 <laughs> like overdone it in december i think i really needed that um outlet having done a whole year in the uk a very tough year i think i needed to be home and i needed to be with my friends and i needed to just eat nyama choma drink chill just do nothing eat not i didn't exercise guys i was just rogue i was eating it, i think it's because i missed kenyan food and i think sometimes mindset also like when you know hey this food i'm going to miss it so even if you're full you end up just eating that one other chapo because you're like when next will i eat chapo so that was me in december so i decided to do this fast in my major um other than the spiritual alignment that i desired i also was doing it so that i can kick my body back into moderation and so what i did is that yes at that time there was a way i was eating for example like what i did mostly was I was eating less yes but I was also whatever I was eating mattered like I did more of a daniel fast so I did like a vegan diet um but in the process I also wanted to like train my body back into a healthy way of eating into a healthy way of doing things into a healthy way of like hydrating healthy way of sleeping healthy way of everything right and my goal was to train my body back into weight so that I can sustain it as my way of life not just to restrict myself for this moment and then once my fast is over I'm like who back at it you know so all this to say consistency is way better than intensity as a general concept of life it is so important so if you're looking to improve your health of which I really think each of us should in one way or another keep this in mind consistency over intensity so trust 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 me ta what exactly am i talking about guys cuz you know i could also just like lose you lose this plot completely and podcast <laughs> but well I think I have a point and thanks for staying here long enough to probably get to the point. So let 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 me let's see if I'm going to land this land this plane. Based on your beliefs, um if you can take a second to assess your beliefs. Oh, or to be honest, you're not going to need a second, you're going to need time to assess your beliefs. But if you were to assess your beliefs based on your beliefs, how much do you trust God? to work for you like genuinely for real like seriously how much do you trust god to work for you because the beauty about trust is that as long as your beliefs are firm you do not have to work to trust trust will be effortless it will be seamless it will be just like breathing you know and i think that's what god desires of us He desires of us to live our lives so liberated. He who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? You need to live as though 
the birds in the air they just chill and sing and eat and they get what they need so how much more you right that's what he desires he desires for you to have that full trust in him but the problem is your beliefs are not allowing you to why because you probably believe that um I'm going to be honest about one of my beliefs that I had for a very long time. I still struggle with it a bit cuz I struggle with like a bit of perfectionism. Um for a long time I had the belief that I needed to work for for what I needed to work for love or I needed to work for for me to be rated highly or ranked highly or considered highly, right? And probably my human interactions my earthly interactions are what taught me that that my value my worth i needed to work for it i think it's because and it's very funny because i think for me this came from actually a positive thing it didn't come because i was denied reward or anything i think it's because it came from i used to get a lot of oh my god you're such a good child you've done this you've done this you've done you're doing well in school you're doing cuz i used to be like a high achiever kind of girl i was also a fast born so i had the pressure to like sort of be on top of things and be good at everything and it seemed like the more i did good stuff the more people were pleased about me my aunties my uncles my parents like my teachers were just i was just like a favorite child you know <laughs> but you know what that did for me is I internalize that my value is in the things I do. My value is in my worth, right? Huh? What am I saying? My uh, my worth is in my actions. That's what I mean. My worth is in my achievements. That's what I internalized. And so when it came to my relationship with God, I used to feel like I need to be perfect. So when I do something that I would consider wrong, I would judge myself so harshly because when you're so perfectionistic in your way of seeing things then grace has no place in your belief system you don't know grace you don't know grace of god and i realized that because i did not understand the grace of god kumbe i was not even a gracious person not just to myself but even to other people unfortunately makes me quite sad to think but you know so i didn't understand grace because i i think it's because my whole life i was good so i didn't need grace i didn't make such horrendous mistakes <laughs> that needed warranted me to just like like for me i know i didn't make such grievous mistakes that would make me think hey anyway here by the way i deserve all the punishment or all the hate or anything but i'm getting love instead that indeed is grace um so for me it was more of like I would get love um, and it was just an easy love that came from I was an easier easy to deal with child and everything So that belief system taught me what taught me that yes God is good yes God loves me yes oh he's going to take care of my needs and he's going to sort me out but also I need to work I need to work for for that approval for that worthiness in him I need to like to show him that I'm such a good child I need to not have any um um by this sometimes guys when i'm doing the arm and the m it's cuz i'm also censoring myself a bit cuz come any vulnerability with it i can go to the extremes <laughs> but you know i i'm over here thinking maybe about this boy and i'm thinking about him like in like kind of like a nasty way and i'm like god is not going to be happy about that so now i'm not worthy of like um him 
getting me this thing that I needed. Can you imagine? It's such a cute childlike way of thinking, but it's so sad. It's such a sad reality and sad way of living. Imagine that's how I was living. I, from time to time, I catch myself, but I'm doing a lot better. So how much do you trust God? How much do you trust God to actually work for you? Check your beliefs and it will show you where, why your trust meter is where it is. Assess your trust meter today based on your beliefs. How much do you trust life to work for you? Guys, the reason I, I studied this with a disclaimer of saying I can easily sound head above the clouds is because... Guys, imagine me. I'm those people who... I can be in a... And I'm not saying that I would just get myself in a toxic space just to be in. But I can be in a, what is regarded a toxic workplace... And maybe I just believe that I'm just going to move like Moses, parting the waters. Like God is going to part these waters for me. And I'll just move through this thing. I think I tend to trust life a lot. I'm like, I'm a good person. I, I, I ooze love and kindness. It's going to come back to me. I believe that. Genuinely. And I can tell you for a fact, guys, I live that reality. I live that reality every single day that doesn't mean that i don't get any negative experiences but the negative experiences are so minimal that i don't even notice them because i live in that kindness and love and and warmth that i believe i deserve and i believe i give and i believe will come back to me so i trust life to be good to me i trust god i, I trust god to be i trust people to be good to me why because i'm good to people and you know what? Uh, because everybody needs like a tiny bit of measure of cray cray. My cray cray is if you're bad to me, I trust life to circle back that karma to you. I don't need to do anything to get back at you. I don't need one thing I don't do, I don't revenge. Ask my exes. <laughs> I don't revenge. I just leave you to it. Like imagine it comes around. It really comes around. So, I, I live in that reality. I'm able to trust life to work for me because I've set positive, optimistic, po uh, result-oriented, good vibes, beliefs around how I go about life. What kind of trust meter do you walk around with? Are you those people who are always on edge? Like, just always anxious? Like, you're... Again, I've been with such people and not even like, I'm not saying dating, like generally, I know people who are like that. And I'm not saying that they're bad, but I'm just saying it's different for me. Like I've been with people who, you guys are out somewhere chilling and they're noticing such mega details about small, oh, that guy. Is looking a bit anxious, is looking a bit weird, is looking a bit suspicious. Oh, so do you what? Like, they're noticing, they're so hyper vigilant, right? Now, can I tell you a weird thing about it? Is beliefs are so weird because you see, someone who believes that they are also, there's also evil and bad things in the world leaves you the sense of vigilance that is also necessary. Because I'm going to be honest, I need such friends in my life. I need vigilant friends. Because maybe if we're out, let me tell you, if something weird happens, I will be the last to notice. 
in terms of like i i have a bigger meter or antenna for good than for suspicious things or like i don't notice suspicious things i just notice emotional sensitive and uh loving mushy kind of things those are things i pick up quickly so of course it's based on how i believe it's based on my internal system so someone who is also extremely hyper vigilant or is consistently believes they're in danger and they will easily fall in danger a lot more times why because you find this are the people who are causing fracas in a supermarket or in a club and ending up in a fight or um getting into a tiff with police or whatever why because they just believe that people are always out to get them so like they keep getting defensive they live with that high guard up and everything and you see the reality is what you believe you do get i really think you do get so if you constantly believe what oh, people are out to get me the interesting thing about it is that people won't need to be out to get you you will just believe they're out to get you you will tr- you will not trust people to be good to you so whatever good they do will never be you won't have the antenna to see the good they're doing you'll only see the bad that they're doing or the bad that they're no- the good that they're not doing and you're st- on constantly on edge to being on guard is important but do you probably need to assess and find a better balance because there's also no way to leave to just also just constantly be on on guard and this is a part where i key in a very important thought that i have is that back on this femicide conversation it's a bit absurd to tell women that oh you know you also need to watch your backs personally i just believe it's no healthy way to live to constantly be watching your back I want to live in a society where I am confident that this is a society that treasures values and protects women that I don't need to constantly watch my back. You you want to watch your back everywhere. I mean, again, in an ideal world, things would be like that, but I hope you get the heart of what I'm saying sharing today. And I think I could close this by saying maybe think about like lending more generosity to life more trust more hope to life more trust more hope to people and see how that circles back to you maybe think about just being a lot more generous with your with your beliefs and see how that impacts how you trust so i think a key takeaway here is believe trust believe trust So trust, 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 trust is based on the premise of your beliefs, 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 beliefs. So what do you believe? And what you believe will determine how you trust situations to turn out for you, how you trust people to be there for you or to show up for you or to treat you, how you trust God to come through for you, how you trust life to be good to you. Cuz the lightness that comes with just being trusting as someone who's living in it i can tell you it's so beautiful just to be trusted like by the mimi me whatever however it goes me niko to sawa inflation in it's crazy but mimi nitakwa to sawa like i am going to just walk on water here by the grace of god i'm just choosing to believe that for myself and remember belief may not always align with logic belief is absurd guys belief is madness it's crazy the guys in the guys in the church of Walgonito actually it was pentecost when they're speaking in tongues they are regarded crazy the guys in the church of antioch i think also are regarded crazy study any religious um 
cultural whatever belief is crazy to believe that you will we will pray to a mountain and that this god on that mountain sounds absurd right to believe that you can pray to a certain like object that looks a certain way sounds absurd but <laughs> belief spirituality faith is absurd but what it does to your ability to trust is what probably layers a sense of practicality to it that can make your life a lot lighter, a lot easier, a lot more beautiful. I'm going to be honest, guys, this is one of those episodes where I really want to hear what you think. Like, I really want to talk about it. I wish I was having like an open forum kind of conversation. I'd be so eager to just chat about this a bit more because I also want to learn from it. I also want to like bounce back thoughts. So please do tell me what you think about what I've shared today or how it has tugged on your heart. And um, with that, love and light. I'll see you next week. Ciao.